Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. Right then, Mrs. Right then, Mrs. Have you got a thing for me? Well, yeah, I kind of have got a thing, but it's um, it's more of a question, really. Oh. It, well, it, it came about as a result of, well, it, it's all sort of come together as a result of, do you remember you sent me that thing about the uh, drink and draw? Oh, yes. Yeah. That I couldn't go so, to and wish I had gone to. Yeah. So it was last Wednesday evening in Shrewsbury at Glue Glue, which is a very nice wine bar, as we know, because yes. it's handy for the station. And the lady that was running it was a lady called Anna. And I went with a, a friend of mine um, who's in who's quite artistic, quite creative, plays musical instruments, paints, draws, very good. Um, and I'm the complete opposite of that. So I'm no I'm good at drinking. I'm no good at drawing. OK, so that's one part of the event that went well for you anyway. Yeah. Well, but I was driving, so I just had oh. one glass of wine. OK. But but it was a really good evening. Um we did all sorts of things. We did like blind drawing where we had to pick out blindfolded. We had to pick out a thing from a box, had a minute or two to feel it. And then we had to draw it. Oh, so you never saw it. No, uh, not until after. No, not until after. Then there was one that we didn't see at all. It was a thing in a bag and you had to feel it and draw it. And you never got to see what it was. Then when you had, uh, what did we do? Some free writing and then did some drawing around that. Uh, Yeah, anyway, it was really really good. It was really good fun. It was really buzzy, really vibey. Now, I'm not terribly creative, but you are. You do lots of creative things. Since then, when I was like, well, I wasn't very good, but I wasn't, you know, a couple of bits were better than others. I had the ideas, but I didn't have the ability to get them from my brain onto the page okay but i seem to have been surrounded by creativity since then oh you've attracted um, creativity yeah which is which is quite interesting so um i do a bit of photography but other than that i'm rubbish but you've done loads of things so so my thing this week is what was the most unusual and challenging creative thing that you found yourself doing i don't i mean from a craft or design or what, what's okay. the biggest challenge so unusual and challenging they're probably two separate ones i would have thought okay so unusual so i've been to a drawing class um yeah. so it doesn't sound very unusual so far but it was also a strip show a strip show, not like a nude. Yes, nude nudity, but not like a nude sitter. No, no, not... I've done that too. So I've done okay. live drawing. So I've um, I've been to a couple of live drawing classes. No, this one was a Mister Sketchy art class where they did a burlesque dance, and then you they struck a pose and you drew them in uh, various stages of undress. Okay. So that was probably Mr. the best. What? Sketchy. What was it called? Dr. Mr. Sketchy. 
No, Dr. Sketchy. Dr. Sketchy. That does sound a bit sketchy. Anyway, okay. So, How was yeah, that so for you? A nice bit of burlesque dancing and drawing. And it sounds quite similar to what you did at Glue Glue in that we'd have little warm-up exercises you know, that you, you can't look or you have to use your left hand or you can't take your pen off the paper. Yeah. And and then just some straight exercises where you had, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever to draw the model that was um, posing for you. Okay. And, and that okay. was um, lubricated as well. So we, we had alcohol, cocktails and the like. Okay. So that, that was nice. But other... Most challenging is is often um, it's like the technical side of it for me. So I um, I've I've done quite a lot of different making um, classes. So I've made a hat that that was quite challenging, but I wouldn't say the most challenging. So I made a fedora. Okay. Okay. And, and how long did that, that take? That was two days in a workshop. Okay. Um, I've done sort of ceramic -y work. I'm not terribly good with ceramics. I think I perhaps need to immerse a little bit more. But still one of the most challenging things I find from a craft point of view is knitting. And okay. this, this sounds very dull and very middle-aged woman. But I can crochet. Crochet and, and I could um, really just relax while I'm crocheting. I can follow some patterns. Um, and if I, I think the key is, if I make a mistake with crochet, I can recover. Mm -hmm. But with knitting, I can't read the thread. So if I make a mistake, I just have to unwrap the whole thing, un un undo the whole thing and start again. I'm, I'm fairly rubbish at knitting. Right, okay. Um, but let me think what else. Um, felting was fairly straightforward. Making jewellery, yes. You see, I did a silversmithing workshop oh, when I made a, a ring yeah, and that, a bangle. I, I've not done silversmithing, but I've got a cousin who's a silversmith. Maybe well, you I don't just, need to then. Yeah, but, but she just when I did that, silver. Well, yeah, well, when I did that, I didn't expect to like what I made enough to wear it, but I love the ring that I made, and I quite like the bangles that I made. But, but what's really weird is that, so after doing that thing, when I wasn't very good, but I kind of settled into it, because I think I stopped overthinking it. But I seem to have just been surrounded by people who were doing all sorts of, of all sorts of things. So is it one of those things where you're just recognizing it more, or have you actually attracted more creativity? Is it like well, when, when you buy a new car and you suddenly notice that half the world's population are driving the same car? <laughs> you're just aware of it. So because I I had a meeting with somebody uh, yesterday, just a social coffee. And this person has done a lot of crafting and a lot of making and things like that, but they've not been doing it for ages. And then she disclosed to me some of the things that she's doing at the moment. So she was talking to me about um, a free textile mark making class that she's been doing through the interweb, her and two friends as part of some tapestry um sewers guild um where they're making marks on fabric she showed me some pictures i thought oh, that looks really nice and then they're going to cut the fabric and then re-sew it in some way shape or form then i was talking to somebody yesterday afternoon and they're going on a stained glass panel workshop oh lovely 
And then the person who was telling me about the mark making was telling me how she's been doing some volunteering where she's been um, cleaning fabrics at a National Trust property. Wow. And it made me think, oh, actually, creativity doesn't necessarily need to be about you having original thought. It's about you learning how to do something. So she was talking about learning how to clean these fabrics. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and they teach her, you know, if you're hoovering it with a little hoover, which way the weft goes and the, you know, the warp and the weave and all of that. And, um, and I, could, I could just imagine being immersed in, you know, a six inch block of fabric. For a long time and just working at that so Ooh. that's very creative but it's not dependent on you having an original thought um and it yeah it's just got me thinking okay but, you know. so so creative without original thought i've been done a bricklaying course okay is yeah, that yeah. creative or is that so that's what, yeah yeah well it's learning a skill isn't it I also learned how to take the wall down afterwards and tidy away after myself. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So I can build a wall, but I always have the instinct to take it down straight away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not good if you want to go into a career building houses. Yeah. So, so writing is creative. And, and that's something I've, I've talked about um, on our podcasts previously. Um, things like poetry it's quite different and isn't it to making things as well but it's still all creative yeah it just yeah it just seems to be around me at the moment and and but I don't think it's as you say I don't think it's because I've just started noticing it it's almost as if something's telling me get making stuff to go and do some yeah yeah well and, um, um, I, my friend Dawn who you know yeah. Um, she actually she works um, with a, a well-being college and they run regular classes for crafting for well-being. Yeah. So she, she'll do um, a series of classes with a different craft. And, and Dawn is, is my partner in crime when it comes to crafting. We'll, we'll yeah. regularly buy a, a gift for, for one another, which is a workshop. But of course, you can't go to that workshop on your own. So no. to go with you, okay, um, yeah. But she's done all sorts of amazing things with with the with the crafting groups for for well being. So it's I think it's quite uh, yeah. well known as being really good for um, improving mental health. Uh, yeah, because um, you're just yeah. Because again, somebody mentioned last week that you know that they do baking and they do it because they can just they follow the recipe. They do it exactly as they should do because it's immersive. Yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. It's it's as if something is drawing me towards doing something, but okay, I don't really so know what that is. I was just going to say that was my question then. So what, you've had a go at silversmithing. Would you go back to that? Or do you want to try a bit like me? I'm, I'm a bit of a cereal crafter. So I've learned lots of different crafts, but I'm a master in none of them. Yeah, I don't, yes, I don't think... I mean, I might one day find the thing that, you know, I'm I enjoy doing and I'm reasonably good at and whatever. But um, no, it's just like trying things it's like, oh, stained glass. That sounds interesting. Yeah. This fabric mark making. And then she was showing me some of some other things that she's done. And I was like, wow, the, the, this isn't that difficult. <laughs> but it is if, if you're not if you're not made that way. 
so anyway so it was just it's just a thing that's sort of bubbling around at the moment and i don't know whether it's whether it's me thinking subconsciously yeah i need to do something well if it was a thing you had to bring it up in this podcast because this podcast is all about things things exactly anyway so that's my thing what's your thing now here's a thing which is also a bit of a question um unfriending people have you unfriended anybody um let's say in on social media yes let's go with the social media so have you made the decision to unfriend someone on social media and done it i have in the past i tend to mute people now because there's an additional field isn't there where you can just say see left of this person um if somebody is being an absolute twat about something and i suddenly go oh hang on a minute we are not aligned at all I might do but but I'm more likely to mute them because I don't want a backlash yes I mean that um, that is um the headline of of an article I, I was I was just I've just unfriended somebody it's not you on social media <laughs> oh, that's nice break it to me gently why don't you yeah <laughs> and, and I'm not on Facebook an awful lot anymore I, I, I I've really stepped away from Facebook but something somebody said really niggled with me. And I just thought, your light's gone off, by the way, Heather. You're in the dark again. All right, I'm just going to wheel myself backwards a little bit. <laughs> there we go. I know the exact point in my office where the light comes back on. Anyway, Excellent. back to Sorry. the thing. We're recording this on Zoom, if you couldn't tell from the sound quality. And uh, Heather's little picture just went completely black, apart from a little reflection on her glasses from her computer screen. Anyway, yes, yeah, so this person it's said... It's a bit like COVID times, doesn't it? it is Remember when we, this was the only way we could do this? Yeah, the only connection with the outside world. Wow. Anyway, back to your thing. Yeah, so somebody had said something on Facebook, and I, I think I just reacted. It's not somebody I know terribly well. I might have met them once, friended with them. They're even in a different country. So it's like, okay, I'm just unfriended because that... that really niggled me but it got me thinking it because it's obviously still been niggling me so I did a little bit of a search and found this article in uh, business news daily and it's um, unfriending can lead to some real world awkwardness in the future I thought well actually yeah I, I did unfriend somebody who's in a totally different country so level one awkwardness is is not there I'm unlikely to come across them again or see them again. They probably won't even miss me on their friends list. But I just wanted that separation. So, But I was then thinking, oh, imagine if it's somebody nearby, somebody you see socially or somebody you work with, and that awkwardness that could come from it if you unfriend them. Now, like you say, um, it's rather useful that uh, Facebook has got the uh, option to mute somebody. I think they've changed it to you, you can um, mute them for 30 days. Mm. I'm fairly certain there used to be an option where you just didn't see what they wrote at all. Yeah. I'm not saying this is me, but there might no. be some people around who had got people on Facebook who were a bit too noisy on Facebook. Mm. And so yeah, you just go, go, go. I don't want to unfriend because, you know, I'm still your friend, but wow, 
that's a little bit too much information. So, mm. um, but that seems to be limited to thirty days now. So, reading this article was like looking at the um, the impact of unfriending someone on Facebook, and there was some research done on the real world consequences of unfriending someone on social media. Oh gosh. And so the researchers found that 40% of people said they would avoid someone who had unfriended them on Facebook. 50% okay. said they would not avoid a person who unfriended them. And 10% were unsure. Women were more likely than men to avoid someone. Okay. So, you don't get an alert to say Heather no, Noble is stopped. No, so it's, it explains a little bit further down. There's no big sign flashing up to say that this person isn't your friend anymore. No. However, it might be that they notice they're not getting any posts from you or they want to message you or, or they want to include you in a post and then when they go and look at their friend list, you're not there anymore. Now, I found I'd been unfriended by a neighbour many years ago. Oh. But I... I it took me a little while, so I don't know at what point they unfriended me, but it has led to a certain amount of, oh, oh, what was it about me that they didn't like? What did they I do? Quite close mm. to me, but and and they've seen me in real life as well, so they've unfriended the real person. <laughs> <laughs> Not your <laughs> virtual a, persona. Yeah, if I'd only ever met them online, it's fair enough. <laughs> maybe I'm not giving across the right image, but this person sees my front garden. Maybe it's the state of my drive. I don't know. <laughs> so, something about the cut of my jib walking up the street. They didn't like. But yeah, you don't know that. And um, you would only find out if you then look on your friends list. And that's different to blocking people. Because if, mm. if you unfriend somebody, you can still sort of see their posts. You can see posts a friend you know where they've liked something yeah. that a friend's got worst one is if somebody blocks you and then you, you can't even see them now then can you exactly you can't... that's gone completely um but the only way that you'd know they'd blocked you is that one you knew they were on facebook before yeah and you ask a friend and say can you are you still friends with such and such and they say yes you go oh and then what? you find out that you've You've been, been blocked. blocked. Yes. Um, do you want me to tell you why I unfriended this person? Go on. Yeah. I'm, I, given that it's not me, uh, uh, yes, because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take this as a warning. Right. <laughs> well, it was a comment a few days after I'd posted something, which, and and you know me, I don't post a lot anymore, but occasionally I'll put something on Facebook because I want to share it or want to start a discussion you know, or just think it's nice. A few days after I'd made this post, this person put a post up saying, things I hate on Facebook. And one of them was like a word for word when people put this in their posts. I went, oh, does she mean me? <laughs> oh, wow. It was something really quite simple. So you'll know the post I was talking about when I went to Norway and I just posted a picture of um, a program, and this person said, I hate it when people just go, I did a thing. But at the time, I'd just done a thing. <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. I was open for discussion. But then literally a couple of days afterwards, that person went, I hate it when people put, I, okay. I did a thing in Facebook. So I thought, okay, well, 
I, I didn't do that with any intention apart from saying, hello, everybody, would you like to chat about this? So if you if you hate it, then maybe we shouldn't be friends. Is that is that petty of me? It's just, you know, people need to take a chill pill sometimes. You know, unless you've, <laughs> unless you've said something, um, you know, inciting racial hatred or, you know, sexist <laughs> or... So should I have taken the chill pill or should she have taken the chill pill? I think think she, because if you don't like it, it's the classic, if you don't like it, just Just scroll on by. Yeah. 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 You don't, you don't have to engage with it. You can just go, oh, well, but I had, yeah, people, people are so easily offended these days by like nothing. Mm. I know somebody a few years ago who, who said, um, that they hate it when um, people post about the exam success of their children. Oh, yeah. Because their children didn't do very well. But then that same person posted about sporting success of their children. It's like, okay, so do we apply the same rules? And you shouldn't really um, post about sporting success of your children because my children aren't good at sports. If you've got a dinner party and your kids have just had their results, you're probably going to say, do you know what, I'm really, it's been, you know, crikey, it's been hellish in the house, you know, all the exams and everything, but we've got some really good results and I'm ever so proud of Joe Bloggs because he's going to do this. You don't say, well, I better not say that in case everybody around the table's got thick kids. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe that's why I've stepped away from Facebook a lot because I just get a bit confused by the whole, etiquette i had a bad one a number of years ago now on twitter i may have mentioned this before a very annoying guy who you know he was just doing my head in so i just unfriended him right discreetly as i thought and then months later there's a conversation going on on twitter on a saturday night or something and he asks me why i don't follow him he thought we were friends on twitter and and why don't I follow him? Because he thought that I did. And I said, oh, I thought that I did. Um, maybe maybe the um, the spam bot, oh, um, the algorithm, Twitter bot, you know, you. just, yeah, the algorithm. <laughs> and the blooming spam bot, or whatever it was called, said, um, we haven't been back in three years. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh. I said, oh, I don't know. I, so I felt a little bit backed into a corner then in my own home on a Saturday evening on my sofa. Somebody is saying, well, are you my friend? Like, yeah, odd with Twitter, though, because, I mean, people follow thousands of people. So why, why would you be concerned about whether you followed him or not? Maybe he thought I was amazing. I was I was, I was the next influencer. Um, that I was going to make sense. Yeah, that transform was... his world. I don't know. Okay. Or maybe he was just. I think it was the. I think it's one of the reasons why I unfollowed him is because he was a miserable so and so, and thought that the whole world was against him, and I just got sick of it. <laughs> he was just adding me into that mix. <laughs> so, um, here's another one um, that's questioned. Oh gosh, Zoom is telling me my time is nearly up. I'm, I've, I've got a countdown clock now. Oh, it's only you that's got pro on zoom not me Uh, anyway so it's going to be quick um i'm not expecting um a long answer for this one so we're talking about unfriending on social media yeah what about unfriending in real life Uh, well 
Yeah, there isn't a button that you can press, but you just withdraw, don't you? Just ghost them. Not ghost them, like not ignore them, but just don't actively pursue them. Yeah. That's that's my strategy. Not intentionally, but, you know, things just drift sometimes, don't they? Things yeah. run their course. Do you think um, it's easier to unfriend people in real life or on social media? Well, I suppose it's hard. It takes them longer to realise you've done it in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Is she slowly wean yourself off? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, not, oh, I'm not I'm planning really to unfriend anybody, by the way. Just, just I'm so getting you know. a bit. I'm getting a bit worried. This sounds a bit like if I were going to dump you, what would be the best way for me to dump you? <laughs> it's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather that I wrote to you? Would you rather that I took you out for dinner and dumped you in the middle of a restaurant? Would you rather I just didn't return your calls? What, like none of the above. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stay. Oh look, see, gone dark again. Oh, it's quite. Oh look. Oh. Yeah, I can see your your glasses frame, and that's it. Oh, and your teeth. That's quite a view. Um, what with Zoom telling me that the meeting time is nearly up and your light's going off, I think it's time to end this podcast. Not for good, right. just for this episode, yes. Yes, please don't block me. <laughs> Not yet. Now Here's the Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, Heather. <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone... A microphone and lots of hot air. <laughs>